This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Our view from South America. Brazil's safrina crop continues to excel with adequate moisture in most primary growing regions. That being said, the 10-day weather forecast appears to show rainfall levels dissipating in Mato Grosso. That is expected at this time of year with late April typically turning drier as the rainy season comes to an end in the month of May. Some areas will still receive up to an inch in the following days. For some, that will be enough to finish. For others that planted late into the month of March, it will not be enough to get the corn across the finish line. Yet, despite some corn being planted late, most of the crop in Mato Grosso is rated good to excellent. We do see heavier than normal rainfall from the Mato Grosso de Sol all the way down south to the Rio Grande de Sol. This will continue to facilitate crop development in those regions, especially for Paraná, as they planted much later than normal. Farmers in those regions should also be closely watching the temperature forecast as frost risk increases dramatically in the next several weeks. A cold air mass has already infiltrated the Rio Grande de Sol, but as most of the crop there is in the harvest stage, it will have limited impact. That is not the case in Paraná, where the corn crop is far behind schedule. Minimum temperatures there are forecast to fall into the 40s in some regions. This could reduce the necessary growing degree days and further impair development. Dry weather continues in much of Argentina. They have lowered their projection for the soybean production in Argentina to 23.9 million metric tons. Their national yield will be the lowest in 50 years. Argentina is expected to import records amounts of soybeans from Brazil and Paraguay as an attempt to prop up their soybean processing industry. It will not be enough. Soybean meal exports are still seen falling below 19 million metric ton. This will be the lowest soybean meal export level since 2003. Argentine soy meal exports last peaked in 2016 at 31.3 million metric ton. Brazil is expected to move into the number one soybean meal export spot with 20 million this season. That is likely temporary as Argentine exports should rebound for 2024. After three consecutive years of La Nina, nobody is looking forward more to an El Nino than Argentine farmers. Sugar prices are at an 11-year high, trading at prices not seen since February of 2012. Yield was down this season due to unfavorable weather. Furthermore, sugar mills have the ability to switch back and forth between either ethanol and sugar production, but not both. As ethanol demand is recovered following the pandemic, mills gradually begin leaning toward more ethanol production and less sugar production in Brazil. The sugar market has been responding to the competition from ethanol production in Brazil. Lula da Silva's geopolitical jockeying has been both evident and effective. In World War II, both the United States and Germany sought to align themselves with as many neutral countries as possible. The larger the coalition, the more leverage they had against their enemy. Brazil maintained its neutrality for the first two years of that war, but eventually many countries were forced to take sides. It would have been much easier for each neutral company had made their decision based on merit, but most decisions were made based on what the proposing allies could offer them financially. The U.S. lent some $100 million to Brazil in World War II in exchange for access to land that was developed as Air Force bases so that they could transport troops and equipment to the front. It is believed that the United States also financed the construction of large factories in Brazil as well. 
All this helped advance Brazil's infrastructure and economy. I'm not sure that much has changed in 80 years. Today we see both China and the United States vying for Brazil's allegiance with respect to the war in Ukraine. And they are doing it through financial means. President Lula's recent visit to Asia was well covered and seems to have China's desired effect, with Lula speaking out against American interest in the war. Shortly thereafter, President Biden announced $500 million to help Brazil fight deforestation. While the Biden administration has discussed returning funding to Brazil to fight deforestation, their timing was convenient. It might be too little too late, as $500 million just ain't what it used to be. There are winners and losers in war. Brazil is going to be a winner once again, as the two largest nations in the world attempt to outspend each other to bring Brazil to their side, as well as other countries. I don't see the United States winning Brazil's allegiance this time, as China has more to offer them. $500 million is a lot of money, but it's just a drop in the bucket compared to the volume of commodities that China buys from Brazil each year. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.